delightful to be here and I really admire what you are doing and how you've created this whole thing. When you said that thing about bake sales and getting our nails done, I don't know about you, but I rarely have time. A, I don't bake and B, I rarely have time to get my nails done. So there you go. It is amazing because for you as a woman, breaking into the field that you are in, especially when it comes to dealing with news and share your journey with us which has led you to now be part of what you're doing in helping people with their communications. Well, it's, it's been a really fun journey. And I was lucky enough at a very young age to get a phone call and, and hired by NBC in New York. And when you come from a town of 1,800 people in the southwestern edge of Minnesota, it's quite a bit of shell shock, although I had a couple of stops along the way in some Midwestern cities. But the bottom line is I had this wonderful, amazing job, did all the hosting, anchoring, reporting, all that sort of thing that you were talking about. And I just recognized I got tired of the deadlines. You had, you know, you had such confinement because of that. And even though the work was extraordinarily and lovely, um, there just gets to be a point when I thought, it would be good to figure out what I want to do with the rest of my life, as I think many of your listeners do. That's what they, that's, they, they get to a stage where they're like, okay, let's see what else we can do to make ourselves have a great time. And as we discussed just before we got on the show, if your work is, doesn't seem like work, then it's fun. And every single day of my life has felt that way. So I was sitting in the studio one day and I had a, you know, I've done hundreds of thousands of interviews and sitting in the studio and we walk up the set and the person I was interviewing looked at me and said, I didn't get to say what I wanted to say. And a light bulb went off in my head because, 
you know, I said back to them, well, that's not, that's not my problem. I led you down a garden path and you didn't know how to get yourself back to talk about, to deliver your message. I thought, you know, I know how to help people deliver their messages. And I always wanted to have my own business and, and be my own boss. And I thought that would be a really terrific thing to try. And so I tried it and it's worked out. <laughs> it's been great. But I think it's, it's really recognizing, as I'm sure you went through too, recognizing what you have to give and also daring to actually execute because that's the hardest part. So many people, and particularly women, have wonderful, magnificent ideas, but they get to a place where it's like, I don't know if I can pull the trigger. What if I'm not going to make any money for a while? What if it doesn't work? What will I do after that? But, you know, it's like, just do it and see what happens. That's my biggest piece of advice, I've got to say. I love that advice. And we say it all the time. You know, very often, one of the questions I will ask is, what do you say to that mompreneur, that woman out there, that businesswoman that's looking to do something and everybody is doing? Start. It's funny. It's one of the reasons when I interview people, I ask them for their questions. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows your business better than you. And very often, we're the first interview people have ever had. So I did it to give them kind of a comfort level. But as you said, I don't have a guest walk away. I don't want them to walk away feeling like, I didn't get to tell people what I wanted them to know. Right. You know, so I love that you are teaching people how to do that. And how how do you, you know, when you look at your performances, whether it's on the job, in life, and everything, how do you tap that way to effectively communicate in that positive way that's going to impact what is going on? Well, you have to focus on three things. And obviously, my many years at telev- on television and then doing all of the emceeing and speaking and panel moderating and all of that led me to pick up an awful lot of skills from it. And what happens to be one of the biggest skills that I didn't even realize when I started the work that I do, because, by the way, a lot of what I do is also about making presentations and giving, helping people make presentations and give speeches and and, and and conduct a meeting well, that sort of thing, or really persuade people of what they've got, what they have to offer. So based upon all of that, I learned there's three important components. It's who are you talking to? What are you saying? And then how are you delivering it? Because that delivery aspect is what becomes super important. And I love this little quiz, which I frequently ask people, out of 100%, which percentage of how you resonate, of your credibility, is really about the delivery using your voice and your body versus what you're saying? What would you guess? I would think it's right up there, 90%, maybe even 100% of what you're doing is how you do it. You're pretty spot on. It's 93% is what's your body saying and is it in sync with your words? Now, that doesn't mean content doesn't matter. But if I'm basically, if I'm sitting here going, Dari, it's so nice to meet you. Thank you for having me on your show. You're going to go, oh, boy, how quickly can I get rid of this one? <laughs> so so you, you really have to think of and focus on what are you doing in this busy world of ours that's completely overstimulated? What are you doing that's going to resonate? And so 
if you think about about your audience, okay, so we're going to talk. You you have a different audience than somebody who's you speak to women, you speak to mompreneurs. I mean, so that's a different audience than if you were talking to uh, you know new college graduates, even though some of them may ultimately be that, mm-hmm. and, and it's also a different audience than having all males, etc. So you're going to use different language, you're going to use different um, stories, perhaps you still use the same basic communication skills, but first you have to think about who am I really talking to? And so that's number one. And I find a lot of people, they, they just call out the same old message and same old speech and they, and they think they're going to get different results from a different audience, but it doesn't work that way. So you may have the same kind of message, but you have to be careful about who you're talking to to make sure that they get it. Um, lots of times I work with corporations that have num- numbers of um, um, acronyms that they use, and then they'll start to spit out, you know, the TSB and the JKY and the blah, 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 and I'm going, wait a minute, what are those things? And they'll say, oh, it stands for something. I'll say, well, you've got it. If people don't know what, they, what those letters stand for, you t- they're going to tune out. So you have to think about who you're talking to. And then creating your message. And so creating your message is all about, What's the top thing I want somebody to walk out the walk walk away with? What do I want them to know? What is my wisdom for them today? What what is my encouragement? What is my inspiration? What is my information? Whatever it is, have that key message, and then to continue to reinforce and support that throughout the course of whatever you're doing. And 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 I and I mean this across the board. And this is even good for conversations you're having with your family or your friends it's 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 because all of life is just a conversation and then lastly it's how are you delivering it and really there's so many ways in which you can take a good hard look at that yourself and and uh, without some coaching but i love to help people in that process it's how are you using your hands how are you using your voice how are you using your eye contact your posture all of that stuff enters into it because if you think about it logically, we've been walking on Earth for millions of years, but we've only had a spoken language for 160,000 of them. So the only way we communicated was through our bodies and maybe a few grunts here and there. So that's why body language becomes important. It's totally innate, and we make judgments every single day based upon how somebody walks before they even open their mouth. How they walk, how they look at you, all those things enter in. So recognize that that part of how you're delivering yourself is crucial. Body language, it is such a huge component. Mm-hmm. I love that you're sharing this. It's, it's somebody that's sitting there and they're talking to you and they're trying to be encouraging, but their arms are crossed across their body and, mm-hmm. and things like that. They're not looking at you. There are those certain things. When you look at somebody and they're settled back and they're like this, you can see they're not being receptive. As opposed to as an audience person, leaning forward, listening, looking, nodding, you know, the things like that that are encouraging the speaking mm-hmm. on. That's all part of it, too, because part of communication is how you listen. I think listening is one of the most important parts of communication because we're so busy thinking about, oh, what we're going to say next, that we don't even miss that subtlety about what somebody is saying to you. You know, my mother always told me you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So um, listening is key. And I also talk to people a lot about how to be better listeners. 
I teach them about that too. Because you can hear something, but maybe you're not understanding what you're really hearing from someone. And maybe you just simply, and sometimes all you really need to do to communicate well is listen to them. It's interesting. We were talking about it on a show not too long ago. In that communication, and especially in quote-unquote confrontational, you're trying to constructive criticism, things like that. I always think to myself, how am I going to want to hear it mm-hmm. before yep. I say it? How yep. am I going to be receptive to it? Because sometimes food for thought is slowly digested. Right. Or you may say something and people aren't receptive. Start chewing on it. And all of a sudden, some things that you're saying make sense. So mm-hmm. in that whole process, because let's face it, so many of us, especially through this, everything that's gone on with the pandemic and everything, we're now reinventing ourselves mm-hmm. on a personal level, on a career level, and things like that. How do we have that process lead us into growth for our careers and on a bit, on a personal level? Well, one of the thing that's, things that's been interesting since the pandemic, it used to be that communication was considered to be a soft skill. And now it's being classified as a hard skill, which means you really need it in order to succeed. Think about what leadership looks like. Leadership is all about how you communicate. Somebody can make all the dollars in the world and make the numbers work, but if they don't know how to communicate with their team, the inspiration won't be there. That team isn't going to work very well with them, and they're just going to lose it. So we have to understand how to how to talk to people and w- more with people not to them and to be very inclusive also i mean it, it's funny cuz sometimes i get you know get hired by like it maybe an hr team or the communications team at, at a company and then i get that i'm working with sometimes it's the ceo sometimes it's the head of sales sometimes it's um it's a vast variety but they're offended at first that I've been hired to work with them. I'm like, what? What's the issue here? And they'll say, well, they, they think, what do they, they think? I've got a problem. And I said, no, the reverse is true. What they see in you is the possibility of where you can go. And so this is to give you some added tools, some ideas that will take you to another level. And the moment that that sinks in is when you see people start to grow. So I think a really good idea for uh, anyone who's listening to this is to take is to do some self-assessing. Uh, I, I give everybody kind of a self-assessment form before we work together and have them fill it out so that I can really learn what they think their strengths are in communication and what they think their challenges are. And, and then to tell, tell me about a time, tell me a story about a time where it didn't go very well or where you had a bad communication event, so that I can really get a sense of of who and what they are. Just like you have your guests send you questions, this is all about them telling me where they think they would grow. So I think think people should take, you know, get out a a notebook or a piece of paper or something and write down what you do really well when you're communicating with people. Maybe you're trying to sell something. Maybe you've got a 
you're selling a product, you're selling a service, whatever it is. We're all selling something. Write down when it's been successful and when it hasn't. Write down the key messages you have. Really assess yourself, how you look, what you're doing when you walk into a room, for example, or you get on a Zoom. Are you immediately connecting or are you being very um, reticent? And, and just, I mean, just really do this, this analysis, that assessment that's going to be kind of tough on yourself. But you look at it, and then you can say, here's my truth. You can also, you can also ask people who are close to you for their assessment of how you communicate. Because sometimes our own perceptions of ourselves are so untrue. And people look at us differently than we think we are. We are. In fact, there have been studies done about women in particular that our perception of ourselves is 30% less honorable, less important, less, we, we think 30% of ourselves less than the outside world looks at us, which is really interesting. In fact, there's a funny story about how when women give a speech, for example, and they'll look around the audience as they're delivering it and they'll see somebody on their phone. And they'll immediately get rattled thinking, oh, I've lost this person. I must not be delivering well. What's wrong with me? I should have added this. And they, and they just go down this you know, rabbit hole. A guy who's doing the same thing, giving a speech and sees somebody on a phone, thinks one of two things. Either, you know what? That dude's missing the best speech he's ever heard. Or, I'm so good, he's out there tweeting, or do we call it Xing about me right now. So... Completely different perceptions. And the truth of the matter is the person that's using the phone might be doing some of those things or might might have an urgent email or something. It doesn't mean that you've bored them. Whatever it means in that moment, and we can't let ourselves do that. We have to have faith in in, in what we've what we're presenting. I agree with you. It's so funny when you said that because my initial reaction was Oh, look at that, man. They're tweeting me out. That was my initial reaction. Yeah. I'm, he wants somebody else to know what's going on. But I agree with you. Women, and I think it is generations of us having to work twice as hard to be thought of as half as good as a successful, really successful woman who wonder what she had to do to become successful and things like that. Women get caught up in that whole, I can't help you be as good as you could be because then you're going to steal my boyfriend. That high school mentality, whereas guys don't care. Charlie doesn't care if you golf with Joe as long as he's got your business. Right. Where women, we tend to worry, oh, well, what if they like you more than they like me? And things like that. And we, again, are 30% thinking 30% less of ourselves than we should mm -hmm. because we get caught up in that whole thing. I remember reading somewhere that women dress for other women. Right. And how they're going to perceive them. Right. And for people like me that, you know what, I dress to be comfy. I, I dress for myself. I have my own kind of style. I'm a little avant-garde. You know, I'm a 60s chick. It's just who I am. I've lived by the what other people think of me is none of my business. Well, and I think that's true because the truth of the matter is most of the time people aren't really thinking about you at all. Right. <laughs> They really aren't. And we get caught up. I think there have been improvements. I think that women have learned how to think better of themselves and, and be their own best friend. I do believe that we are doing a better job at that. And some of that 
I believe, comes from having great women friends, great, honest, receptive, wonderful relationships where you really kind of dig deep into your soul when you're having conversations. I, I've focused on that a lot more recently because when we're really busy, in my busiest days at NBC where I was traveling all the time, had a daughter who's now grown, now an adult, you know, husband and, and all and, and a family all around and, and all those responsibilities and uh, and then the the work, it was really hard to develop great friendships. You just didn't have time for it. And I mean a lot of them became other moms who were equally as busy. But uh then, you know, when your kid gets older and, and when you get into a place like I am now where I'm setting my own hours, I can say no to something if I want to. And I can reach for the stars with all kinds of other things. I'm finding that I'm having a lot more time to be able to develop those friendships that are really, really good. My mother told me a long time ago that having a couple of super good female friends is one of the best things you can do for yourself. And I believe that that's never more true than it is now. And so so lean on your friends. Have them ask them. They'll tell you the truth. I mean, sometimes they... We always want to be careful that we're not offending somebody. But at the same time, if you say, I really want to know, you listen to my my podcast, tell me what you think. Am I hitting the right targets? Do I have the right, am I asking the right questions? Um, am I, is the information good? Blah, blah. I mean, there's all, just ask them, get some feedback. And you're probably going to be happily astonished by what they tell you. On that note, think about what Jane just said. We're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back here in just a moment on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you. And we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we all win. Unsilenced Voices has been working diligently in Ghana, Sierra Leone, Rwanda, and the USA to combat domestic violence, sexual abuse, and human trafficking. We currently have over 50 young girls on a wait list in Sierra Leone to go through a vocational training program to get them off the streets and out of harm's way. We have gifted over $33,000 to U.S. survivors and are looking for volunteers, and donors to help us continue our cause. Please visit us at www.unsilencedvoices.org. Again, unsilencedvoices.org for more information. Are you experiencing insomnia, brain fog, hot flashes, mood swings, and more? These are many of the symptoms women experience on a daily basis affecting the health of their brain and increasing the risk for dementias like Alzheimer's disease down the road. A healthy lifestyle can make a big difference for the health of the brain, but Brain Love Health took it further and created an innovative nutritional supplement, especially for women, to support us through this transitional time while also promoting better sleep and long-term brain health. Don't wait any longer to help your brain age well. Why let it deteriorate? The health of your brain is in your hands. To begin protecting it today, visit BrainLoveHealth 
dot com. That's B R A I N L O V E H E A L T H dot com. Don't let the name fool you. StadiumBags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out StadiumBags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Jane Hansen, and I love what you just said, and I want to kind of morph into how you take those wonderful feedback that you are learning. How does that help you in positively changing your goals and the attitudes about what you have on your way to establishing yourself as that thought leader and that expert in your industry or your field? Well, one of the things that I have learned from my conversations and my studying of people is if you look at some of the great leaders that are out there and if you listen to them speak and if you read what they've written, Almost everyone to a to a fault um, is consistently growing, and by that I mean they are they're consistently having conversations with others to learn from them. They are always looking for probably good because I think great leaders try to do a lot of good as well for you know the world, and and then they're and they're they're studying themselves to see. Am I doing the right thing? Am I saying the right thing? And how am I saying it? One of the best tools you have is take your phone and put the video on, the camera on, because I use a lot of video in my work, and record yourself practicing a speech or record yourself in a meeting. You can surreptitiously turn it on. And then go home and watch it. And think of, and really, again, getting back into that self-assessment. I use video in all of my work. I know video so well. And I can tell somebody a thousand times that they're rubbing their face 50, you know, all the time during a conversation. They're going, no, I'm not. The proof is on the video. So take a look at how you sound and how you look and how you are making people feel. And then... It's very eye-opening because we Zoom has made us do more of it because now we see ourselves on camera all the time. I mean, for me, it's like, hey, I was on camera every day. What's this big deal? But this will really bring you to a different level because you'll see what looks good and sounds good, and you'll also see what doesn't work. And we have to think about our energy level. And the other big thing, I just talked about feelings. I love using this quote from Maya Angelou which is people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. Well, selling is making people feel. Coaching is about making people feel something to add to who and what they are in terms of their communication for me. So always think about improving yourself. A lot of us just go day after day after day doing the same thing without ever that kind of self-reflection. And I, I, I think it's important to do it because don't we all want to grow and change and become better? Great question, and it's so true. 
It really is. I love what you're sharing here. So as women are establishing themselves, again, as thought leaders and experts in their field, where does our ability to empathize, the way that women empathize, play a significant role in your leadership? Well, I think you have to have empathy. I think consistently. You said something earlier about when you're listening, about thinking about how you would like to have something delivered. It's super important that we put ourselves in other people's shoes because that's the only way we're going to have some true understanding. You and I can look at a subject completely differently. And there's so much disparity of thought and polarization in this country right now. We think we're right and they're wrong. But isn't it possible that that other person could have a little bit of right in what they're saying? And so it's, to me, it's really about trying to understand other people's experiences. One of the best ways in which I believe you do that is by traveling and by, by meeting, meeting new people, understanding different cultures. Even, you know, the culture of where I grew up in rural Minnesota is a heck of a lot different than the culture of New York City, which I then moved to. So it, that's an eye-opening experience. So think about what you can learn. You can learn from even trying something new. Maybe you want to join a book club or maybe you want to and meet some new people that way. Maybe you're going to take up a sport. Maybe there's going to be something that's going to introduce you to a lot of new people. Every single time you reach out, you will find somebody with a different point of view. And that all of that helps you become, I believe, a better leader and a better person. So it's really understanding culture and and understanding what's happening in the world today. Are there some strategies that we can look at that are going to help us present ourselves more powerfully in different professional settings? Sure. Some of the strategies are, we've talked a bit about body language, but I want you listeners to think about how are you appearing? So let's just start with the outer shell. Are you well-groomed? Are you dressed for the group that you're going to speak to? Because you, you know, you've got your audience. I had a, uh, a gentleman I was working with, I don't know, about a year or so ago, and he was really bummed out because he was in the financial world and he was going to um, an office to uh, try to entice this, this kind of young company to get involved with him financially, invest in, you know, he could invest their, their earnings, but he's dressed in a suit and a tie. And he goes into a place that's full of very young people. All of them are in like hoodies and jeans. So there was no relationship. So you have to, I mean, these are little things, but they mean a lot. So do a little bit of homework, figure out, what is that company like? What is this team like? Who are these people I'm going to speak to? We have this thing called Google that I think most people have heard of that all you have to do is Google someone and you find out all kinds of great information and that establishes connections. So that's another thing that I do is when I'm preparing for something and prep, you know, Winston Churchill once said, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. So 
uh, so part of the, part of your preparation for something should be let me take a look at who these people are. Let me find out a little bit about them. And when you throw out a fact that shows you've done your homework, it really can be impressive. It can be something they will remember. If you say, hey, congrats on getting that hole in one, and they're going to go, what? How'd you know that? I mean, it's really, you can find things out about people, and I'm not suggesting you be a voyeur or anything like that, but there's so many things that you can find out that will, there will be a connection that somehow you can make. So find a way to relate to the people that you're meeting with. That's, that's another strategy. Then really get that bottom line message that you want them to have, to walk away with. Have that top of mind and, 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 and make sure it's, it's created for every audience you're speaking to. Then I want you to think about how am I going to be deliver this so that I sound that, that I have some eloquence to it, that I have compassion in my voice, that I have energy. So practice that too. And sometimes if you're using notes or you use it, if you're doing a, a presentation that's on slides, you can even mark it up in a way and rehearse it so that you know when to use those tools. And one of the greatest things that you can do in speaking that will make you sound a heck of a lot more statesman-like, so to speak, is the simple pause. Pause is the time it takes to tap your foot. But when you dare to pause, it shows you have a lot of confidence. Why? Because no one likes dead air. And so we rush in to fill it. But if you don't do that, it makes you sound like you are uber confident. So think about little things like that. I love that. It's funny because, you know, again, in a radio show, it's easier to pause when you are on TV, when you are up on something, when you are on the air in a radio show, in a podcast, that dead air space is dead air space. That mm -hmm. people think, did my connection drop? You know, it, it's a whole different field when you right. get into that. But I agree with you. That effective pause when I'm, you know, teaching something and yeah. give people a chance to just take a breath and realize that you're breathing too. Right. Because very often we're not. So the buzzwords now with personal branding is so huge because of mm -hmm. social media. Your whole personal brand and what people are looking at, how does that contribute for you to in, help them improve your communication and your leadership skills? Can that all work together? I think it has to because, and when, when we're talking about personal branding, by the way, one of the interesting things about when you work for a corporation is that you identify with that corporation um, or you identify with whatever job it is you have, especially for people who have done some sort of work for a long time that gave them, you know, maybe, maybe they were a school teacher, that's what it says across their forehead, or maybe they were marketing person or maybe they I don't know, whatever whatever kind of jobs these mompreneurs have done before that is an identity that they took on and they use that as who that's part of who they are but that's not we we would say like and I struggled with this when I left NBC because I was so close to uh, people who knew me from that, and that was kind of my ID. But then one day I said, you know what? Yeah, that's what you've done. That's one of the big successes in your life, and you should be proud of that. 
But that isn't who you are totally. That's just one small snapshot of your total human being person. So I want you to figure out what is your identity. And here's another little thing you can do. It's almost you take a piece of paper or a blackboard, if anybody still has it, you can use a whiteboard on Zoom and just write down all these traits that you have and the way in which you identify yourself. Um, and maybe I identify myself as a, as a tall, blonde, that, you know, whatever it is. Just write all the words down. And then you go through and you, you see how they connect. And that becomes kind of who and what you are. It's a little, they call it brain mapping, but it really does, it really does help you become clear about it. I think a personal brand is nothing more than who you are, who you are every day of your life. And, and so, and I, and I think we should all, all believe that our personal brand is important to delivering our messages to the world. And, you know, we all do social media. We all do all that kind of stuff, which is fun, but we can't overwhelm us. So personal branding is, I think it's crucial to achieving the kind of success you want to achieve. Great way to wrap up this conversation. Jane, as we are closing out, what do you want to leave our listeners with and how may they reach out to you? I want everybody to understand that communication is really all about just having a conversation like you and I are having right now. All of life is merely a conversation, whether you're speaking to a thousand people or one. It's all a conversation. And if you can put that into your head, then like on television, I used to picture somebody on the other side of the, of the screen um, or of the camera, and imagine that I was talking to them, and it helped me a lot. Do the same kind of exercise when you're on a Zoom call, for example, or any kind of, of platform, and think about just having a conversation, because that takes so much fear away from us, and it makes us just be better at it. And people can reach me through my website, which is very simple. It's Jane Hansen, H-A-N-S-O-N.com. And of course, we're going to have all of our links to social media and stuff um, inserted in this program. So it's all great, right? You know what? I so encourage you to reach out to Jane. I really do. Go to her site, connect with her on social media. As women, as we empower and encourage and educate each other, Let's face it, soloists, you can get up there, you can sing your song, but when we join our voices and create that choir of all of the nuances and everything else that we have to share, we become so much more powerful. So I thank you so much for what you are sharing, for you taking your expertise and helping others learn that they have this all within them. Mm -hmm. We all do. We all know how to speak and and connect, it's letting that veil drop. It's letting that fear go. It's okay to let people get to know you. And yep. it's okay for you to know them too because when you step into your authentic self, that authenticity encourages others to find theirs. 
Right. And one one last thought is that all of the people that are considered to be great leaders that I have spoken with or read about or what or interacted with, they all believe that the moment you let yourself be vulnerable is when you then take a giant leap towards success. Wow. We play that and hear that again, everybody who's listening, taking the time to share your journey and your incredible message with our listeners. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure and fun. You know what? I had a great time and it was my not only pleasure, but honor. And for all of you tuning in, thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She is strong. She is strong. She is true. She is true. She is brave. She is brave. She is bold. She is bold. She is you. She is sure. She is strong.